everyone. This is Coach Fab for Casinos USA Podcast. And welcome to our Easter podcast, our 150th podcast. It all started back in September of 2016. And hey, our technical man was Connor and of course my partner, Janie. And we went from there. And some of our online callers, my goodness, our early one was Doug from Texas, um, David from Wichita. We had uh, Jill Nicole from Nevada, Jeffrey from Maryland, uh, Patrick, the casino dealer from Las Vegas, and Josh, our blackjack expert. And I'll never forget our one from Australia. We had one from England. Fantastic. And then we made a decision to move away from the phone calls and just go Facebook and build that. And people could communicate with us, you know, via Facebook and they could do it with audio if they wanted to. And I wanted to mention some of them again. It's Doug again and Jessica, uh, a group expert from uh, the Midwest, from Ohio. We also had uh, Justin, a group expert from Illinois, Ian and Derek in sports betting and we actually had an NFL coach retired. I'm not allowed to mention his name. The UNR rugby, a women's rugby team, University of Nevada, Reno. It goes on and on. Hey, we had two businesses, Hall at All and uh, uh, Jay Crimmy Eyewear Boutique in Henderson. So we're doing just fine. We're, we're not the kind of podcast that asks for donations because we monetize our podcast. That's why so many of them start with commercials. But we do have commercials sometimes right on our podcast, too. And so just we're so proud of, of uh, the fact that we've grown so so long and so high, so high with tens of thousands of listeners a month. And, you know, it's not that uncommon for us to go over 10,000 listeners a day occasionally. <laughs> so we're so excited. I always say I think 19 people heard that first podcast <laughs> way back in 2016. But it was a, a very enjoyable trip along the way. But let's get started for today. Well, this might have snuck up on you, but there's been a tribal casino explosion. There's tribal casinos now in 29 states. And hey, it started all back in uh, 1978 in Florida with the Seminole Tribe, Seminole Nation, having a bingo hall and it's just exploded since then in in 1988 the federal government got involved and tried to regulate that there was an act created to try to regulate uh tribal casino gambling but right now there's 245 tribes involved it's a little complicated because the uh, native americans have moved off of their reservation lands and now are competing head to head with the you know regular corporate casinos. You know you think about um, the gaming companies, and you know obviously uh, in Las Vegas, Caesars Entertainment and MGM. You also have uh, some other ones. You you have um, Penn National uh, and Golden Entertainment. Golden Entertainment, of course, is Strat. Penn National, I think, is the Tropicana, and also. Um, the M Resort, but there, there are several other ones, but the Giants are there, and now you have um, 
tribal casinos on the strip and off the strip. There's tribal casino growth all around the country, and that's what we want to discuss today. You know, as our feature story, and then we're going to go on to um, traveling to Las Vegas and casino comps and trying to make a Vegas vacation a little less expensive. And we'll talk about how you can do it. You can use some of this advice, all of this advice, or none of this advice. But we do it. There's no question that uh, costs have gone up everywhere in the country. Just go to a grocery store. But we still think that you can make a trip to Vegas economical. (laughs) And that makes it all the more enjoyable. So we'll be right back and start the show and bring Janny in to discuss the feature story as well. Hi, everyone. It's Jane. For anybody who's been wondering or asking questions about the tribal expansion of casinos in so many states, and including Nevada, and especially including Las Vegas, uh, Fav and I, Coach Fav and I have some answers, possibly. Uh, these tribal casinos have been operating for a long time under federal law, actually since the 1980s. So it wasn't difficult for any of them to meet any of the standards of state gaming laws. And they were not given special privileges, like maybe have been inferred by some people, that all gaming licenses are approved only by individual states. Now, some of the, tri- the since the tribes that have moved into Nevada have experience in running sophisticated gaming operations on tribal lands, and some of them are very large cons- casinos, as we know of two in Connecticut, Foxwood and Mohican Sun. They have the financial resources and the experienced management to easily be granted the licenses to run their casinos on and off the Las Vegas Strip. You know, I think it's so true. Like, people think, well, I want to start a casino. But there are financial requirements. I mean, to start a casino, these these gaming companies and the Indians control have billions of dollars to invest. Yeah, I can't even, you know, wrap my head around any of that. But uh, it's not only that, but it's... They do. Each state has standards. Each state that allows gaming has standards. Yeah, and they're in 29 states. And some of the states they're in, they have exclusivity because it's not legal for other people other than the... Like we're thinking California here. Yeah, like California. Those are the only ones that are allowed. But they don't have a state... They have an approved gaming on a state level there yeah. other than that. And there's over 200 tribes now in the gaming industry. And... They have the expertise to do it. That's the first thing to understand. They're not rookies at this. No. In fact, they've been doing it a lot longer, even though what they called casinos were maybe just bingo parlors at first. Well, way back in 1979, the Seminole Nation in Florida started bingo parlors. It didn't take a long time for that to expand into ordinary gambling. No. In fact, um, when we talk about some of the casinos that we have visited, I remember that they had a bingo hall (laughs) building next to what they were calling their casino. Okay, well, let's talk about the tribal nations that decided to bring their gaming experience to Las Vegas, and particularly near the Strip, but not on the Strip. Well, the very first one that comes to mind is that the Seminole tribe of Florida bought the Hard Rock or they are bringing the Hard Rock to the Strip after having taken over the Mirage. Now, we happened to be there, I think, about the last week they were 
putting off the Mirage Volcano, we were fortunate enough to be staying at Harrah's with a room overlooking the Strip, and we got to see the show every time it was on. Yeah, and everyone's, you know, they were disappointed to see that uh, Vegas landmark disappear, but now there's going to be another Vegas landmark. Well, it's going to be a giant guitar (laughs) that you can see, which is going to be the hotel part. Um, So... That's the actual one on the Strip. And again, that was the Seminole Tribe of Florida, who had the very first casino in Florida. Yeah, they had the first uh, legal legal. of all the Indian lands. They were the first in 1979 to open a bingo. Right. It most all started as bingo parlors. You know, okay, so one of my favorite casinos over the years has been the Palms, you know, right across the street from the Rio so what happened to the right. palms? Well, we used to walk to the palms, and then and you could go to the Gold Coast too from there. Well, the palm palms was bought by the San Manuel Mission Indians, and they have returned it to its former glory, or even better than that. From all accounts, I hear it's right. We haven't been in there, but from everything that we have read or heard, um, they have one of the best. All-you-can-eat buffets for the, a reasonable price, and it's uh, supposed to be one of the best. People are wild about it. From, and, you know, yeah. We have family in Las Vegas. They're telling us people are wild about that buffet. And also the gaming floor itself at the Palms. But the swimming pool area is vastly improved. Right, and they're even making more improvements and, you know, making more parking, making the parking lots better. Now, Janie, you mentioned uh, the the size of uh, Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. So tell us about what they brought to Southern Nevada. Well, the Mohegan Sun, a few years ago, bought the Hard Rock Cafe, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. And they have since changed it and called it the Virgin. Now, I've heard mixed reports on, on it, but I'm sure... They had sort of an awkward start, but a lot of people after the pandemic had Oxford comebacks, you know, so. Well, I think that, yeah, that happened. Any, I mean, anything during that pandemic from the very beginning of January of 2020, um, restaurants and anybody affiliated with restaurants in casinos or hotels ran into problems. So it's been over two years. It's three, the third year now, finally trying to, um, establish all these restaurants again well i'm sure they'll get there and and i've learned recently that the mohican nation has brought um their one of their casinos to eastern pennsylvania so they're spreading way off you know their own lands their their reservations all the way to nevada and even into pennsylvania so that's that's incredible and and truthfully we've gambled in a couple Indian casinos, and they have great service, and they make many... I I love the cleanliness of their casinos. I also like the aesthetics of the ones that we've been to. Well, we've been to uh, one right across the Pennsylvania border in uh, Seneca, New York. And that's Salamanca. That's... It's Salamanca. Uh, And I think the name of this... It's called Allegheny. Seneca at Allegheny. Yeah. Because there's a Seneca at Niagara Falls, too. But those are the Seneca Indians. But their casino in Salamanca, Allegheny, is truly beautiful. When you walk in, I think it's almost, it's breathtaking. Um, The chandeliers that they have had custom made for them. 
and the the doors in the hotel are like four inches of solid oak. They use river rock generously throughout the casino. Uh, they use a lot of natural elements, and you and you feel that when you're in them. Yeah, I think that's special. And in the Midwest, um, the Potawatomi Indians have a fantastic casino in Michigan called Four Winds, and we've been there a couple of times, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, yeah, it, it is uh, so nice. It's circul- kind of circular that on the outside of the casino are, are the restaurants and the shops that you can walk around. I love that design, actually. That design is so nice, and they use such beautiful wood in there. They're, it's it's very woody. Uh, it's a lighter wood than the darker oak in uh And they stay true to their, to their Potawatomi heritage by designing it that way. But here's what's amazing, and this is a recent thing. You know, most major football powers, when they play home games, there's always challenges to get hotel rooms. While the Potawatomi Indians had a resource, they had opened a uh, slots-only casino in South Bend, Indiana, and they now advanced it to table games. But recently they completed a 23-story hotel just a couple of miles from the Notre Dame campus. And you know that is going to be packed with people doing football season home games at Notre Dame. Right. It has um, 317 rooms, 83 suites, an Edgewater Cafe at 8. They have swimming events. Well, they have built a fantastic pool. I guess with an (laughs) event center there. So, yeah, I, I, I would like to stay in that. That's one of my goals, possibly, for this summer, to, to go there, see it, and uh, enjoy it. And just to bring close to this uh, casino expansion by uh, the Native American tribes, the Cherokee Indians have moved into southern Indiana, and that's so impressive. They've also, Indian tribes have moved in, tribal nations have moved into Michigan, Connecticut, North Carolina, and, and again, southern Indiana. And uh, they're not rookies. They know what they're doing. They they bring a, something unique in terms of their heritage to the design of the casinos and the decorations. So congratulations to all. I, w- I would mention, too, that a lot of times their gift shops have specialized in custom-made uh, turquoise sterling jewelry, um, sweaters, blankets. They have some beautiful items for sale in those shops and they're, they're just fun to look in well the other thing we were talking about Janie before you leave I just wanted to ask you to talk a little bit about it people are saying that Las Vegas is dying and so on etc you know it's too costly to go there I'll never go back I hear these kind of things but the, the facts are that the casinos in Nevada and particularly the ones in Clark County and in Las Vegas proper they're having record years of revenue so they're not dying. Now, we're, we're admitting that costs have gone up, but there are still ways to mitigate the cost. And you want to talk about these airline credit cards in particular, particularly Southwest Airlines, because you're an expert in that. Well, it's just that you can have a, a Southwest Chase. Uh, it's, cha- it's a Chase credit card through yeah. Southwest Airlines. And everything that you spend on there gets converted into points that you would use to uh, cash in, you know, use as cash for a trip. Um, for your it, airline costs. Right, and you don't even have to use it, as a, use it as a charge card. When you first apply and are accepted to receive this card, you can get 40,000, 45,000 points to give you one trip, yeah. uh, a round-trip 
well, depending on where you're coming from, or uh, but you it will go toward the cost of your trip. Then, when you do join, then every year on your anniversary date, you get so many points, and you can just every time you use it, to, you can buy companion points or you can buy points. Well, they have they have deals sometimes where instead of getting dollar for dollar, they give you three times the value. Right. Of so you could, you have to just watch that. You get you get their app on your uh, phone and you just look at it and read what they're offering and take advantage of it. Um, so just, it's to your advantage to use these. Well, just think what Janie said. So if you get if you go into the Southwest program and Southwest flies out of the airports near you, you are basically getting a re- a flight to Vegas and back free. I mean. Or, or darn close to that. So just consider the use of that. And, and again, um, you don't have to run up bills on a credit card. I mean, you can use those uh, airline credit cards every day. Just pay it off on the same on the same day, you know, through your bank account. And mobile banking is, is the rage. Everybody does it. So it's very easy to take care of that. You could spend $50 filling up your car with gasoline and then with, with, with a credit card from an airline and then go home and then just shift the money over to the credit card. Right. That, that, well, that. and Las Vegas prices are up, but they're up everywhere. I, I don't care what you could go to your local swimming pool this summer, and all the prices are going to yeah, be that, up. Yeah, that dollar hot dog is now three dollars. Yeah, well, at least. <laughs> at least. Um, so you know, you go to either any of the shores, any of the ocean resorts, and they're all going to be up. And all the food there is up in every restaurant you go to. Uh, you you everything is up. That's called inflation. So. That's happening everywhere, but to say that Las Vegas is dying, what a misnomer, because Las Vegas seems to spend a lot of time, energy, and money on recreating itself every so many years. Yeah, the other thing I wanted to mention about credit cards, um, Mm. you can also get a gaming credit card, particularly from the giants, you know, Caesars Entertainment and MGM. And what does that do? Well, anytime you use it again, it's, it's like you gambled it. So, you know, you don't have to be a gambler to get comped rooms. Um, we don't have anyone in any casinos in western Pennsylvania that we go to that are tied to Caesars or MGM. Mm-hmm. But why are we getting comped rooms? Um, why, do we, why do we get, a, you know, what, every two weeks offers to stay uh, for free for four days at an MGM casino? Because we have a we have an M Life credit card and we use it and again we pay it off immediately and not running up big bills, so so using credit cards wisely um, can get you comp dreams in Vegas. Well, you can also get um, gift cards, Southwest Airlines gift cards, just like you can get Disney World gift cards. I mean, I've given, I knew people who were going on their honeymoon to Disney World, so I gave them gift cards for Disney World. So you. You can ask for that. Put that on your wish list. And also, take a look at the casinos near you if you do play at a casino, because some of them have mutual uh, agreements with or own those gaming companies, own Las Vegas casinos. And, and the one for us that we fell in love with, well, first we stayed there for free because of our play at the Hollywood um casino at the Meadows, and we use those points at the M Resort. And, Janie, you could talk about the M Resort a little. Well, let me just mention that the Hollywood at the Meadows is in Washington, Pennsylvania, and then the the M Resort is in Henderson, Nevada, and it is the hotel of the Raiders. The they, Las Vegas the Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders, and their practice field, everything else they do beside playing at Legion Stadium in Las Vegas, everything else, all their facilities are in Henderson. 
So they have this hotel there, which they're expanding on this year. And I just wanted that brings up one final point. The people that saying Las Vegas is dying, they better check the facts about Elysian Stadium because that stadium has events all year, not just football season. And there's not another NFL stadium that's even close to bringing in the revenue they bring in. No, they uh, Taylor Swift was just there for a concert. Um, Garth Brooks has been there for a concert. They they have concerts. They have basketball tournaments. They they played some NCAA basketball games there. So there's just there's always something going on there. And they have the all the events that they can. They pack into Allegiant Stadium. It's so beautiful and it's air conditioned. So you're in a desert. You never forget that. But it's so comfortable there. It's it's a fantastic. But I'm just saying, you can still go to Las Vegas um, inexpensively. And the final thing is food. You know, food costs have gone up at your local supermarket, grocery store. But there's still a way to eat, you know, inexpensively in Las Vegas. And we have to talk about our favorite place to do that. That's Alice Island on Coville Drive. Coville Lane. Coville Lane. We have talked about Alice Island for so long, and now I've noticed some people have just picked it up and have it on on uh, videos. On YouTube, YouTube videos. YouTube videos. Yeah, they like just discovered it. It. <laughs> it. Yeah, it's. I mean, we can't say enough about it. You get very, very good food. They have both a cafe that has a a full menu, and they also have a barbecue uh, section. And then they have a special individual sandwich section. They make great sandwiches with all different kinds of bread. And uh, everything there is very good, and it's half, if not more than that, the price of anywhere else. Just anywhere, I would challenge anybody to show me a place that might be cheaper. And within walking distance of the Las Vegas Strip, strip almost directly right. behind the horseshoe, formerly called the Bellies. Right, it's catty-cornered from the Big Wheel. It's not far from the Big Wheel. So if you see the Big Wheel, you're that's where Ellis Island is. $5 craps, $5 blackjack. $5 roulette, and these people say, well, I can't go to Vegas because every table is $25. Not at Ellis Island, and it's it's really close to the center of the Strip. Uh, you know, that's that's our favorite place to save money eating. But there's many other places, and what it right. just takes there's, a little research. Yeah, and if you just, just talk to people who have been there and maybe ask them. Um, and your own, ho- wherever you're staying at your hotel, they probably, if you ask, they offer special deals if you're staying there. Or they'll tell you what their specials are, because usually all of them have specials on certain days. You know, one thing that uh, I have to laugh about, um, if you're going to take a couple of teenagers with you to Las oh, Vegas, yeah. and and you don't want to spend $10 for them to get four pieces of pizza, so $40 each, when, you, when you're talking about buying $40 worth of pizza for one person, you might as well go to the Bellagio. Uh, their buffet. We their just buffet. I heard from someone recently that had a... 15-year-old boy there, and one of the th- one thing that he had was five pieces yeah. of pizza. <laughs> now, he had a lot of everything else, yeah. too, but their price of $42, I think, um, wasn't that extravagant when you think about he could eat all he wanted. Yeah, if you're going to feed a teenager in Las Vegas... Um, uh, especially male teenagers, Yeah, you I might think, think about yeah. checking out the prices of some of the buffets, and some of them are very, very reasonable. 
Right, and also the buffets offer you, you know, with teenagers, uh, all you can eat, but also for the picky eater, uh, that could be me in that category. I'm glad you identified yourself that way. (laughs) Right, because I definitely like a buffet in that I can choose. They have so many options I can choose from. If I want Asian, okay, if I want Mexican food, uh, Italian food, if I just want basic salads. I mean, the salad bars are enormous. Yeah. They're salads I've never heard of before. <laughs> I just have to kid you. I'm so happy th- that you said Italian food instead of Italian because I'm oh. of Italian descent and there's no place called Italy. I just like to bring that up. But anyway, thank you, Jenny, for your insights today. And we're going to move on to Craps Talk. Okay, everybody. <laughs> Well, yeah, we have been talking about uh, casino costs, and I know some people run to Las Vegas, and all of a sudden they're at a hotel, and all the hotels near them with casinos are $25 tables, and they wanted to play craps, so they wanted to play blackjack, but they don't want to bet $25 or you know, risk that kind of money, and, and so they're disappointed. Uh, again, that's why it was important for me to point out that uh, Alice Island has the low-cost tables. But also Alice Island has uh, tower craps. I refer to them as cylinder craps, you know, where one person has the dice in their control in a transparent um, plexiglass uh, cylinder that you can see. And and Alice Island, minimum bet, $1. How about that? Um, Most of the casinos around here that have them are $3. I I play them sometimes at Hollywood at the Meadows, again, in Washington County, Pennsylvania. Hey, so that's something to consider. Anything we say in Crab Stock, you can use when you play the less expensive um, bubble craps for five or six people, one set of dice for all, or individual dice at the cylinder tower craps machines. Today I do want to talk about a $25 (laughs) table at Meriden Live, and I want to tell you something. Um, Meriden Live is one of the largest casinos, in my mind, outside of Las Vegas. It's so hard to find lower price tables there because they don't need to have lower price tables. There are just so many people in that area. National Harbor, the MGM um, casino in uh, Maryland, is even more expensive. It's hard to find $25 tables because most of the tables are $50 on, on weekends. But I've been at Maryland Live and all the tables went to $25. It's uh, a Cordish family uh, casino. It's very well run, beautiful casino. I'm not criticizing that at all. So I told my son, I said, look, um, I'm going to just try to win on the on the uh, pass line without betting too much. So on the come out roll, I put $25 on the pass line and $15 on three-way crap. So that's, you know, five times 15 or five times 30, uh, a three pace, 15 to one, um, aces or midnight pace, 30 to one. But I didn't hit that, you know. So this, this is also good as what happened. So, so the shooter, when I get there, I put the $25 on the pass line, new game, $15, three-way craps, rolls a seven. I had $40 involved, so I lose the $15, but I win 25 He rolls four sevens in a row. So literally, I've won $100. <laughs> and I said to Jeff, uh, I beat this $25 table for $100. That's enough for me. So I'll play video poker while you go play blackjack. <laughs> That really happened. So that's my strategy for a $25 table. Just play the pass line <laughs> and, and and three-way craps. The other thing I've done over the years at $25 tables is go to the dump pass. 
and even, and play it without odds, you know. And I've done that, and I've come ahead. I've won a couple hundred dollars doing that at several different places. Because, you know, uh, if, if it's a $25 minimum table, then your place bets have to be $25, which means a $30 six, a $30 eight, <laughs> and the other uh, point numbers, um, box numbers are $25. Hey, ouch, <laughs> you get a seven out on that when you have a couple hundred dollars involved, you know, on the box numbers and your pass line bet. Woo! That's why I sometimes say it's better just to go to the dump pass at a $25 table, you know, and take it or leave it. Okay, um, we, again, we want to wish everyone uh, a happy Easter season. If you're, if you're hearing this um, later in April, um, best wishes to you. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Casinos USA has now completed 150 episodes. <laughs> thank you all for your support. So long.